On this episode of A State of Control, we look at programmer training, not just the in-person classes, but also high-level yearly conferences. That's coming up next on A State of Control. The network for the AV industry. What are you listening to? This. This is AV. This. This. This is AV Nation. This is AV Nation. State of Control. This is the State of Control, episode 27, recorded Wednesday, August 24th, 2016. Programmer Training. The State of Control is brought to you by our fine group of underwriters, companies like Cheap. Welcome to a State of Control, an aviation podcast that highlights the control automation and programming aspects of the audiovisual industry. My name is Steve Greenblatt. I'll be your host today. Thanks for joining us. Uh, for those of you who listen often, uh, you'll know that this show typically covers the industry trends, uh, opportunities, and challenges, and topics that programmers and others that are involved with control systems uh, face. And uh, this show will be a little bit different. We're not going to vary too far from the subject matter, but we're going to speak specifically about an event that all of the guests today have attended, and that is the Harmon Developers Conference in Richardson, Texas. And to help me to uh, elaborate on that, I'm going to introduce our guests. I'll start with uh, Chris Backus from Harmon. He was our host and, uh, and, and the organizer of the event. Thanks, Welcome, Steve. Chris. I appreciate it. Thanks for joining us. Next, I'll introduce um, Ben Barry from AV Tech Source, and he's a, a fellow VIP uh, company owner uh, and uh, was in attendance with us uh, as well. Welcome today, Ben. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thanks for joining us. And last but not least, uh, a uh, colleague and AV Solutions Master, uh, Dave Hatz from AVI Systems. Welcome, Dave. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Thanks for joining us. So um, we're going to talk a little bit about the event. This isn't the first time the event's been held, but it was a little bit different this year. And um, Chris, give us a little bit of a background about the event um, I know that uh, we, we, don't, we don't want to go into to all of the, the nitty-gritty details, but why does Harmon put on an event like this and, and um, kind of share a little bit about um, what goes on so, so that everybody can get a feel for it? Okay. Well, why do we put it on? Really, it, it's for the engagement between some of the high-level power users of our tools and our software. Uh, to, to really get some feedback on, on products that have been released and, and what's working and then some of the items that we can talk about, the upcoming you know, software releases or hardware things that have been announced and we can get some feedback from the community on that. But really it's an opportunity to just get those people together uh, to, to talk to some of the folks that maybe they wouldn't normally have access to, uh, to, to really get the outside opinion of, of what's going on in the industry as well as our product line. Um, you mentioned it's been going on for a while. I think this was our fourth iteration of it. Uh, and, and so we've really just kind of been evolving as we go along to incorporate uh, more and more people into the event, but also to expand the scope in, in terms of topics and, and what we can cover during that event. And um, so, so, Ben, I know you and I have been at this a uh, number of years. Um, what is the importance of it to you and, and how, do, how do you take time away from your business? Um, how do you justify taking time away from your business to, to attend something like this? I think it's important in, in a couple of ways for for 
uh, a VIP especially, um, you know, one, I, I think, you know, seeing other VIPs and being able to talk about business and, and, and discuss issues that, that we may be having and, and kind of throw ideas at each other is, is important. But um, also I think it's important to see AMX's uh, roadmap, their, their vision of the future, uh, so to speak, so that uh, we can prepare, you know, maybe a little bit ahead of the rest of the curve. Uh, and, and I think uh, in the end, I think that's really why I think it's important is, is I get to see where AMX is going. So. And um, now, Dave, this was your first uh, event of, of this nature, and this is also the first time that it was expanded to include more than just VIP uh, companies, which, and, and for those who, who aren't familiar, VIP companies are those companies that are affiliated with AMX. They're, they're independent programming companies that, that have been recognized by AMX um, and, and have an, a, a direct affiliation. Now, um, Dave, you you're work for an integrator, and, and um, you you'd certainly have the qualifications of attending this type of event. How did you what did you get out of it and how how did you feel you fit in? Well, I, I think, you know, Chris and I have actually have been talking, you know, for a couple of years now about, you know, how can the program get expanded to offer it to the solutions masters. And, you know, really where, you know, I see it as sort of twofold. One, it's access to, you know, the minds behind the curtain of a company like AMX. So it's access to the product managers and the engineers who are designing the product and to get both, you know, feedback for us as well as provide feedback to them about, you know, where things are and where things are going and, you know, to give feedback about what's important. And so, you know, certainly, you know, that's, you know, a huge thing, you know, for me as, as an integrator, I want to, you know, have some influence on, the, the next feature or which feature might be more important or, you know, sort of, um, you know, it, you know, just be prepared. The other side of it, though, really is I look at is the social aspect that we all we all live in a really small industry. And, you know, Steve, you and I have known each other for a while. And, you know, everything, you know, every relationship that we can foster, you know, with other like-minded individuals, our peers, can only benefit, you know, our companies and the industry as a whole. I, I appreciate that, and I and that's actually one of the reasons that I go because I I actually don't program anymore, and I and had for years, but but kind of moved on to be able to to run my business. But I but I value that same reason for going, and and it's building those relationships and 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 expanding your network and, and knowing who to reach out to when, when you have a question or when you need something. I, I, I value that. Well, and, and, it, and it comes down to, I've had, I've had people actually question my logic on that of, you know, well, you, you compete, you know, there's times where I might compete with control concepts on a job. Sure. But the way I look at it is, you know, once, you know, it's the sales guys who compete. Once a project's sold, we're not, on the technical side especially, we're really not competing. And the more people that we can build up that network of, you know, individuals that are in groups that we can reach out to for assistance, you know, it, it only benefits us all. I mean, I, there's been times where I'm on a job site and it's Friday at 6 o'clock at night and I just want to go home and I've picked up the cell phone and I've called, you know, a VIP partner. You know, the, the, you know I've, I've got a number of people on my, on my speed dial and, hey, I'm running into this problem have you seen it before? Do you have, you know, some ideas? And without events like this, 
you know, I wouldn't have those relationships, which, you know, ultimately does cost my company time and money because I'm trying to figure things out on my own. Uh, that's an excellent point. I, I, ben, I think you can relate as well because you and I um, have been to many different events together and I think that we formed a, a similar type of relationship. Um, when, it, when it comes to um, dealing, f feeling the, the difference between, a, I guess, a, a competitor and a, a colleague and, and ha how, how do you put that into perspective? Well, you know, I, I think we're all in the, the struggle together, so to speak. <laughs> I mean, it, in the end, you know, whether um, you get the job or I get the job, it really doesn't matter. It, it's, you know, at some point we're going to need uh, advice or or some sort of, uh, you know, pat on the back or, or something like that. Where, mm -hmm. and that's where that this all comes comes together. I mean, the, the social aspect is is very important, and and um, and uh, Chris has done a great job of giving us opportunities to to. To meet, um, you know, we're kind of isolated most of the the time. I mean, I focus on Chicago and our area. You're in in Connecticut, and we don't, uh, you know, I don't get to to talk very often with you, and I don't, uh, you know, I don't get to talk with Dave, even though he's probably about 300 feet away from me. But uh, uh, <laughs> it, it's, it, you know, we we, uh, you know, that that. that Really is important, and, and and having relationships and being able to 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 uh, to talk about uh, business issues, not just programming issues, but business issues, is is huge. So. Yeah, I I, I, I concur there, hundred percent. I and and I think that's what I was going to chime in about. It's not just technical discussions, and it and and you know we we face common challenges that I think that we could share experiences and make you feel like you're not alone. Yes. Yeah, definitely. We, we've had many conversations along that, those lines. Um, well, the other thing, you know, even at, at this year's developers conference, you know, there were a number of folks from, you know, from the, the Australia distributor. And so just some of the conversations that came up about how things are done different over there than here, mm -hmm. you know, technologies that have been adopted quicker or slower in other areas. Again, that's all knowledge that, that can be beneficial to us that, when we get a project or, you know, start talking with a customer about an area that, you know, how are things being adopted in other areas? What challenges are, are our peers facing and have they found solutions to those? You know, it's all valuable. Sure. So, so Chris, I guess uh, this is all, sounds like all good feedback for you. Absolutely. Um, it, it, um, it sounds to me like there's a, a community there that, that Harmon is leveraging and um, w with this type of an event and, and, and I guess with a lot of the, the training that, that you oversee, do you see that there's a lot of exchange of information uh, amongst the attendees and, and, how, and um, how, how, what is Harmon doing to foster something like that? Well, I think Dave brought up some great points as far as the different opinions and experiences uh, from folks around the globe. We, we had a, a couple of folks from, from foreign countries, which was exciting to us because when we entered into this year planning for the event, we knew that we wanted to expand our reach beyond just to your point earlier, the Valued Independent Partner Program that had been historically the attendee of this event. And uh, as a planning committee, we knew that the level of effort needed to scale up and get more participation um, really wasn't that much greater than the event itself that we've been doing for the last couple of years. So, um, you know, it's just a matter of scale at that point. The, the agenda is still the same. The training activities, for the most part, are still the same. Um, but how do we include more people? And so, um, obviously, with uh, 
several thousand uh, certified people in our organization, the question is how do I find a balance between just opening up the doors to, to everyone? Uh, and because there's a number of people that ask whenever we send out an invite for it, they were asking how do I participate in this event? Um, but we really needed to find a, a balance as we want to grow this properly uh, so that we can scale up and, and learn what we don't know. Uh, but the idea initially was uh, take the existing user base of valued independent partners, add in the uh, the people that have achieved our highest certification level, like Dave, that uh, would be the AMX Solutions Master rating. And that opened up our, our audience to a larger group, and we felt like that was a pretty good place to, to be, uh, at least for this year's event. And so then we wanted to ask the question of do we just keep this domestically or do we open it up internationally? And the Valued Independent Partner Program is actually a global endeavor. Uh, and we have uh, participants around the world uh, that are that are joining in on that. And, and for the same reasons of the discussion and the networking and, and all the non-technical talk, right, it, would, it just made more sense to, to bring all those folks in. Obviously, the technical side is what a lot of people are initially excited about. But I, I know that there's discussions going on of how are you hiring new programmers and, and what are you looking for and where are you looking? And, and those types of business discussions are also hugely valuable. So um, I, I would say, you know, to your original question of how are we looking to increase this in exposure, we're always looking at ways to, to do it, but we want to do it in the right way. And so that's why this year we, we opened it up both internationally to the VIP partner community uh, at large as well as the Solutions Master community. And do you feel like that was received well, and do you feel like that is uh, that that it worked? I guess from Harmon's perspective, for everything I wanted to achieve, absolutely. Uh, but it, it allowed us to kind of test it in a safe environment where the numbers we could still keep it in our Richardson facility, and that's a challenge moving forward. Though, as as we continue to grow the event, um, where do I move it off-site that I can still have access to the same uh, brain trust and, and engineering resources that are just you know, more than willing to walk down the hall from their cube to come talk to you. But when you, you go offsite and you've got to, you know, get in the car and travel to go somewhere, is that going to be a rub point and, and a point of friction? So still working that out internally. But I, I would say, uh, yes, it was highly successful from our standpoint. We were able to see some new faces uh, and, and let them take advantage of the forums and the, and the training sessions that we we're putting on for the event. Great. And I'm sure good food and drinks, you know, that, that usually will motivate some people. Always helps. Always helps. <laughs> So, so Ben, I, I believe, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but you, you did or you have had more, more than one person attend this in the past. Um, how, how do you, what criteria do you, do you use when you're, you're um, thinking about involving more than one person um, and knowing that this is obviously not, a, a, not only a cost um, financially but also in time? Um, and, and just to clarify, Harmon does um, cover v, uh, one person from the VIP companies that uh, are, are attending. But, um, I, I, it, you know, at least when I'm looking at it, it you know, it, you have to go out of town and, and uh, there, there's definitely expense involved if you're adding more people. Sure. Uh, um, well, Chris has done a, a nice job about uh, including training uh, that week prior to the actual developers conference, so it makes it much easier. And with the multiple options of training this year, it was it was a lot easier to say let's. Well, we've, there's two training options. Let's hit them both. We can get, do them both all in one week rather than uh, trying to find time elsewhere. Um, so that worked out well, and it's important for other people to see what AMX is doing. You know, I've been, uh, I think we've been to every one uh, of the developers conferences, and, and uh, um, I see it uh, routinely, but 
Uh, it's good for other people to see see what AMX is doing as well as get tours of the facility and and meet people and and uh, and have Chris uh, meet another face to to AV Tech Source as well as as and and um, they get to provide their input to AMX and and they maybe feel a little bit more heard than just yelling at me to tell AMX to do this or do that. So sure, did did they feel like it was worth their while and they and they definitely yeah they, they really enjoyed the training. Uh, one of our other gentleman that went uh, did the BSS training and and he thought it was really good. Uh, so. And then the developers conference. He's kind of a quiet guy, so uh, didn't speak up much. But uh, but yeah, sure. he enjoyed it. So 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 Dave, I'll, I'll throw over to you. Do you think that um, it would motivate more people in your company to become uh, a mas- AMX uh, masters uh, solution um, provider or solution uh, certification to uh, be able to attend something like this? I think so. I mean, I think, you know, everyone has their own motivations for, you know, why they pursue training or, you know, the the, sort of the personal enrichment pieces. But I think, you you know, I know a lot of our programmers really get excited when they hear the idea of, you know, you know, both the social aspects, meeting their peers, but also getting the ability to help influence a company's roadmap, the direction they're going and in here where they're going. And so I think, you know, it gives, especially our younger guys, you know, guys and gals, it gives them something to, to, to strive for that. Hey, if I put in the time, I, you know, invest my resources to get certified, there are other benefits to it besides just a piece of paper that goes on the wall. And so I think everything we can do to, to enrich you know, what comes along with a certification, or, or in this case, the highest certification, I think it's always beneficial. I, I think that's, that it makes a lot of sense. And uh, it's good to hear that because I think that as a, a business owner and, and somebody who has to manage programmers, it's off, often tough to get them to understand the value of certification because they realize I do this day in and day out. What do I have to prove myself? Right. And, and, that, and that's exactly it. That, you know, if, if, if it's not going to change the way I necessarily do a lot of my work, well, why do I need it? And certainly there's things you're going to learn along the way. And, you know, I look at events like this and I'll come into them with, you know, in my mind, I think I'm going to pick up this, this, this. And at the end of the week, I really didn't get much more on those topics, but there's a whole realm of other things that I picked up. And it might be it might be as simple as something little that's in the software that's been there for 10 years I just didn't know about. Hmm. Or it might be something new, or it might be something that I made a request and it's going to be in there next month. You know, but all of those are just sort of the intangible benefits of, you know, an event like the developer conference. That's great to hear. Um, so, so Chris, I'll, I'll hop over to you and just shift gears a little bit. Um, it, you know, the the other hat that that you wear is, is training, which I talked about, and and uh, Harmon is really evolving their training program. Um, talk to us a little bit about what to expect in the future about uh, Harmon training, and and it sounds to me like the the motivation of of having these certifications is valuable. Um, and, and, and how do you take that into consideration in, in developing your, your different tracks and programs? Okay. Well, basically two years ago is when AMX was acquired by Harman, and at that point I was in charge of training for AMX, and I 
was looking around at what is the model uh, and it was really brand centric, right? We had AMX certifications, we had BSS certifications and, and that was pretty much the extent of it uh, across really a 12 or plus brand Harman professional product portfolio. And so what we've been doing is really trying to find a way to create one program, uh, one program that makes sense for all of the people that would participate in it in terms of, does it feel like um, one brand like we'll use AMX as an example, has a huge training offering, whereas the other brands that maybe I sell one, not the other, or both, um, you know, do they have a balance in the portfolio in terms of training offerings? And so um, using the AMX model as a guide, uh, and, and for those who aren't familiar with the AMX model, it's basically role-based training. It's not a particular hardware platform uh, type environment for the most part, meaning I don't certify people on a control processor. Uh, I either design systems, I install systems, I program systems, or some combination of those. Uh, and so what we looked at uh, it was that role-based model and how we could apply it across the rest of Harman Professional. And so um, you mentioned earlier in the, the discussion and some of the guys were talking about the training events that we had. Um, if we step back a little bit and we look at the, the events in the prior years, um, it was really through an AMX only lens. And this year we, we had two new curriculums or three new curriculums, excuse me, that we wanted to, to showcase and provide an opportunity, not only to be one of the first to go through it and, and complete it, but also uh, just an opportunity that you may not have had in your local region uh, to be able to take and consume that training. So, um, you know, basically at this conference, we were able to have an audio programmer class uh, for uh, BSS uh, and then we had a new uh, SVSI commissioning and design courses uh, as well. So um, the audio track uh, went after that with BSS for uh, three days prior to our event, uh, kind of the Monday through Wednesday. And then uh, we squeezed four days of training into three uh, for the SVSI cl classes. Each one of those is normally a two-day class, uh, but we're able to kind of condense that. One, the audience is, is very technically astute, and, and so uh, we're able to get through some material a little bit faster. Uh, but also we just extend the day. And so instead of going from nine to five, they could go eight or 8.30 uh, into whenever they need to, to reach a stopping point for the day. Um, but it allows you to, to kind of have that one plane ticket, getting to an event where you were gonna be there even if it was just Thursday, Friday. And I think if you remember the first event that we ran, it was just Thursday, Friday. And then I thought about it the next year uh, because a couple of folks uh, were, we're really just asking about, could we do something else uh, while we're there? Because the day and a half of that conference was fantastic, but how do we also get a little bit more uh, from our travel dollars to, uh, to spend and do some training there? So um, that's why we've added that certification training onto the front end. But in terms of where Harman Training is going, it's really to accommodate that whole product portfolio and find ways to offer role-based certifications, especially at a minimum three for all of our areas of uh, for design, installation and programming because the reality is everything that we sell requires some degree of those elements uh, if it's audio video network av lighting or control uh, all of those areas should have this level of specification and training offered so then as a somebody who is looking to attend you, you you typically would identify with what your role is in the industry and then follow the track that would ed educate you on multiple product lines correct is, is that what i'm Okay. Correct. And, and within your organization, I, not every organization is this way. Some, you know, we, we wear a lot of hats in, in, in some of these organizations where you are the, the cheap bottle washer and everything else, right? But um, 
generally, and in, in especially we see it in the larger firms, they have a, a design team, and that design team is, is specifying or doing, uh, you know, as-built and drawings, and, and they're specifying for their customer solutions using hardware sets available to them. And so we recognize for that person specifically, they need to know how to pick the right bill of materials from our product offering to achieve the solutions that their customers are asking for. So back to my point earlier where you may sell one product line but not the other, I also didn't want to create a super class that would put you in a five-day harm and immersion program, if you want to call it, that would let you specify everything because just out of respect for your time and what your business is doing, I wanted to let you pick and choose uh, based on what it is that you're looking to accomplish. So there is a dedicated audio design class that we will be releasing here within the next six months that focuses on how to pick the right amplifier and microphone and DSP and speaker. Right? That makes a lot of sense to be able to know how to pick through what is really a large product portfolio. Harman, like some of the largest things in our industry, you know, there's a lot of companies that have a few products, right? but we have a, a lot of products, and it's, it's difficult at times to navigate through those to understand what I'm supposed to pick. So we have that today for control, where we know how to pick the right AMX video and control product. We have that today for Network AV. How do I pick uh, the right product within the SVSI ecosystem? and we're working on audio, lighting will come after that. But as you can see, it, it just makes sense to kind of segment that out so that people have an a la carte way of getting the type of material they need. Um, and you know, as, as we look, and it's interesting, and a total tangent to what your, your conversation was and what the question was, but if we look at that AMX Solutions Master title, and this is one of those areas moving forward, we gotta figure out what we're gonna do here because it's no longer just an AMX ecosystem, right? And with the inclusion of SVSI, does that mean I need to expand that certification? Well, we're not convinced we need to do that yet. Uh, so we have a lot of things to decide, I guess, uh, as, as we go forward, uh, because you know, how does a, a BSS developer or a BSS uh, programmer benefit from a conference like this? And how do we include those folks? Um, and, and likewise with folks that do Martin lighting and things. And so um, we do think the event's gonna grow just like the training portfolio, but there's going to be a lot of decisions that go in, uh, into making that happen. So it sounds like there, there's a lot of room for growth. Definitely. But that's good. It keeps me busy for a couple of years that's, to come. Of so. course. <laughs> so, so Ben, um, in, in your company, do you um, see different people that have different roles taking advantage of, of these classes? Uh, or, or do you send people kind of down the same program or route, typically? Uh, we have, well, uh, for us, we um, we do uh, basically uh, everything a dealer would do except for uh, sell equipment. So uh, we have installers, we have uh, designers, uh, uh, we have programmers, um, and uh, so we do have people that 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 will design things and not program. Uh, we have people that will install things and not design things or or program them. So. Uh, yeah, I mean, having the ability to choose, pick and choose and not have to go through a, a programming class that they'll be lost in um, is is a nice idea. In fact, that's uh, the reason why we chose the, the classes that we chose this year was because the, the gentleman that came is not necessarily, he is a certified programmer, but AMX programmer, but he doesn't program. Uh, he does all the audio stuff for us, and so it was a, a a good fit for him to go to the BSS training rather than see sit in the SPSI stuff where he's not going to have any uh, real interest in um, other than you know 
other than maybe the ideas of it, but not necessarily sure. pick it, anything out of it. So, um, but we do that constantly. Uh, you know, we send our guys to training. It seems like it's a constant door of people going to training for us, but it, it's, um, but they get to choose. If they're interested in, in a in a subject, then then we let them explore it. I mean, it it only benefits us to have someone that can do more than one thing. So it it's uh, you know I think I answered the question. I actually don't even sure. know what the question was. <laughs> <laughs> well, it it sounds to me, and and that's kind of where where I was going with things is that um, the the breadth of knowledge really can't be isolated just to one person and and you 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 have to start to to look at having people specialize in in different areas and then so a program similar to this kind of lends itself to that certainly yeah i mean you always will have in in any kind of a organization you're always going to have someone that is is kind of the the person that everyone goes to to ask questions but you should they you should have the opportunity to to learn different sides so, of things and not not be pigeonholed into I'm only an installer or, or I'm only an audio guy I, I don't know how to program I don't know how to you know plug in a Phoenix connector you know that kind of stuff it's it it, it only benefits the, the companies and uh, and even AMX to have people that that know more than you know one one little channel of, of, of uh, whatever they're doing. So, Sure. So Dave, um, uh, I'll jump over to you. We've talked a lot about, at least from an independent programmer's standpoint, how the role of the programmer has expanded. And are you seeing that in, in your seat? And, and um, it sounds to me like a training program similar to this, where it, it gives you uh, a lot of opportunity to learn about the different areas of the industry that touch on control um, is, is valuable. Um, Absolutely. No, I mean, and I mean, you know, we, we talk about it on just about every AV Nation show of, regardless of the show, that the role of any of us in the industry is shifting. That we're all, you know, the the line between programming and configuration and audio configuration and video configuration, it's all blurring. And so, you know, a program like what Chris has put together here really allows us to specialize where we need to. And it might, you know, my role isn't going to be the same as yours. You know, AVI Systems has offices across the country. And so in one of our regions, a technician might get into programming and configure the DSP. In another, that might be a dedicated programmer. And as, you know, as we look at it, you know, across all of our regions and really across the whole industry, it's, it's important to be able to specialize where you need to but also back out and get the general classifications as well. And so, you know, and I might not do BSS audio programming on a daily basis, so I just need the design level curriculum. But I need the commissioning and engineering, or the commissioning and uh, programming level on an SVSI product. And, you know, that's where I think the structure that, that Chris and his team are working to put in place really, you know, bring that to the forefront that, you know, we can, we have the you know the a la carte. We have the option to get the training that's appropriate as our needs arise and shift. But yet, we're also not being pigeonholed to. I have to sit through the entire programmer curriculum if 
I rarely touch programming or I'm just a service person who, you know, is out there maybe commissioning or, you know, triaging problems, but I'm not sitting writing code from scratch. And, you know, I think it's important to have to have all those options, really. Sure. Makes sense. Uh, Chris, I'm going to wrap things up with you. Um, Moving forward, we've talked about a lot of different ideas, and it sounds pretty exciting as to where the the developers conference is heading. Um, what what um, should people that are interested in this learning more about this? Um, what what should they expect? And and um, and you know, do you, do you have uh, kind of a uh, a preview for us for next year's to to uh, kind of give provide a little motivation and enticement? Well, I, thanks for the softball tee up right there. But I think uh, really, ultimately, we'll, we'll know the date for next year's event uh, here within the next few months. We, we try and put the date out there so people can reserve the time. Uh, and, and so we'll have the date. As far as requirements, um, for, for the next you know, event, I, I would say we're at least keeping the structure that we have today. Where to be an attendee, you have to either be a member of uh, the Valued Independent Partner Program or you have to achieve the AMX Solutions Master Rating. Um, and, and so we, I don't know if we're going to expand it. Uh, we're always looking for feedback, but, uh, but we do have to, to put some boundaries on that in terms of attendance. As far as venue and location, there's a great chance it's just going to be offsite next year to accommodate the people because we really are outgrowing the current uh, large classroom structure that we have here within this building. Um, in terms of training format, um, I mentioned that we'll be releasing that audio designer curriculum. And so I, I definitely expect that to be on tap for next year. Um, but I, I, uh, for, for the folks looking for that, uh, but I, as far as other subjects, um, I, I do expect to be able to offer the, the network AV classes as well. Uh, and my goal, our reach goal, is, is to, to have that network AV programmer class, uh, which I know will be wildly popular for the audience that's attending this. Uh, and so to your point, we offer a little bit of something for everybody. I like the introduction of new training options this year to, uh, to, to give people some variety. And to Ben's point, we can divide and conquer. A number of firms brought uh, multiple people to the event this year to allow them to send them to both classes, still participate in the uh, same activities at the end of the week. Uh, so it, I expect to keep the same format. So training in the front, uh, engineering roundtable discussions at the back of the week, uh, and, and really just hope to, to grow the community and, and really grow the dialogue and, and relationships that you know everyone on the call today mentioned, uh, just so that you know who your community is and you know who your resources are. But hopefully I gave you a little bit of a peek for where we want to be, but uh, still more to follow. I think you did. I think you gave plenty, and hopefully this is a good endorsement for you. Um, so that'll do it for us for today. I, I, I appreciate uh, everybody's involvement. and. Uh, Sorry about that. I uh, I, I want to thank our guests for today. Um, you know, first off, um, Dave Hatz from AVI Systems. Dave, thanks for joining us and uh, being a part of our show today. Uh, it's how been a pleasure. How can uh, our audience get in touch with you and learn more about EVI Systems? They can well, learn sir. more about Dave Hatz and the Commercial Integrator 40 Under 40 that just came out for 2016. So congratulations, Dave. Well, thank you, sir. Thank you. <laughs> so obviously, uh, eviSystems.com is a great resource for anyone looking for system integration needs. Uh, for me, I float around the Twitter first a little bit, uh, Dave Hatz AVI. Um, you know, just eviSystems.com, though, really is where it's at. Excellent. Uh, next, uh, Ben Barry from AV Tech Source. Thanks for joining us today, Ben. Thank you very much. How can our audience get in touch with you or learn more about your company? Uh, AVTechSource.com. 
or uh, 847-557-8449. The old way. Yes, we're old school. <laughs> Very good. Newfangled technology. And uh, last but not least, Chris, thanks for joining us and being a part of this. Chris Back is from Harmus. Harmon, how can uh, everyone get in touch with you? Well, thanks for having me, Steve. I really do appreciate it. The easiest way to find me is just um, training help at harmon.com. Uh, and that's just the easiest way for you or anyone in the organization to, to reach out to me to learn more about what we're doing, to learn more about the program for next year and the developer conference next year. Uh, or you can find me on Twitter. I don't really tweet. I retweet a lot of folks, but uh, I really just get my news from Twitter. So uh, anyway, uh, very easy to find either there or LinkedIn, wherever you want to go. Great. Thank you. Um, so my name is Steve Greenblatt. You could reach me at Steve Greenblatt on all sorts of uh, social media channels. And right now I'm pretty into Snapchat. So uh, check me out there. And uh, my company is Control Concepts. And you can reach us at controlconcepts.net. Uh, we have a new uh, revamped logo and website. So uh, check it out and let me know what you think. Uh, but more importantly, uh, this show and a bunch of others can be found at avnation.tv. Um, drop us a line visit the site, leave a comment, uh, let, let us know what you want to hear from us, and uh, also take some time to visit the underwriters who make this show and the others possible. Um, but that's it for today. Uh, thanks for joining us. This has been A State of Control. Mm -hmm.